Thank you, everyone. Good morning and happy Mother's Day to you all. <laughs> and it is, it's really great to be back. And um, we did have a, a really wonderful holiday. Like Gary said, we got to meet family that we hadn't seen for 50 years. So in December this year was when I left England 50 years ago. So um, Gary is just a, maybe a couple of years behind that. But, yeah, he, ca he came all this way to meet me. <laughs> so, but we, we did. We had a, a wonderful time and it is really good to be back. And, yeah, we have suffered a bit of jet lag this week, which at some point it made me, um, at like at 2 o'clock in the morning, I got up and made sure my notes were all in order and I finished off my last little bits on, on the message that I have today. So I hope that um, you get something out of it today. Now the title of my message is The Blessings of God. Now in brackets I put, or how to get the blessings of God, because some of you don't believe that, that God blesses you. So I thought being blessed is, is a good message to um, come back with. Because I know that God blessed us while we were away and, yeah, he blessed you all as well because you're all here. So we use the word bless or blessed so frequently today, don't we? So, but do we really know what it means? The dictionary puts the meaning of blessing as the act or words of a person who blesses a special favour, mercy or benefit, a favour or gift bestowed by God, thereby bringing happiness. In the evoking of God's favour upon a person, God's favour and protection. And the thesaurus had oh, heaps of words, but I, this is just a few. So blessed is sanctification, gift, miracle, favour, protection, approval, advantage. Now if we were looking at a Bible dictionary, there are several um, words in there that are translated as blessing or blessed. The Hebrew word most translated um, to blessed is barak, which means to praise, congratulate or salute. And another word is esher, which, mean, which is translated to happiness. So God calls us favoured, approved, protected and in him is happiness because he has blessed us. So I'm going to read Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 14. Now you should all know that. Blessings for obedience, that's what the title was. But it's all about blessing. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all of his commands that I'm giving you today, the Lord your God will set you on high above all nations of the world. You will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. Your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your children and your crops will be blessed. The offspring of your herd and flocks will be blessed. Your fruit baskets and breadboards will be blessed. Wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be blessed. 
The Lord will conquer your enemies when, they attack, when you are attacked. They will attack you from one direction, but they will scatter from, from you in seven. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do and will fill your storehouse with grain. The Lord your God will bless you in the land that he has given you. If you obey the commands of the Lord, your God, and walk in his way, the Lord will establish you as his holy people, as he swore he would do. Then all the nations of the world will see that you are a people proclaimed by the Lord, and they will stand in awe of you. The Lord will give you prosperity in the land he swore to your ancestors to give you. Bless you with many children, numerous livestock and abundant crops. The Lord will send rain at the proper time from his richest, richest treasure in the heavens and will bless all the work you do. You will lend to many nations, but you will never need to borrow from them. If you listen to these commands of the Lord your God that I am giving you today, and if you carefully obey them, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail, and you will always be on top and never on the bottom. You must not turn away from any of the commands I'm giving you today, nor follow after any other God and worship them. I love that piece of scripture. I mean, because there's so many blessings in that. And they're all for every single one of us. Not just me, but you. Every single one of you. But the truth is that our Heavenly Father wants us all to be like that. You know, he wants us all to feel blessed in everything that we do. And I love the fact that God just doesn't want to bless us, but he wants to bless our children, our houses, our community, our land, our animals. He wants to bless absolutely everything. But it also says there that we need to do something in return and that's we need to spend time with him because he is the important key to everything that we do. The ultimate blessing that God has given us is new life and forgiveness that comes through faith in his son, Jesus Christ. The material blessings that we enjoy from day to day are temporary, but the spiritual blessings available to us in Christ last for eternity. But we need to remember God's desire is for us all to be blessed and happy both in this world and in the next. <clears throat> so I'm believing what I tell you today is going to really encourage you and bless you and make you realise that God is for us. He's not against us. He's going to bless every single one of us right now. So <clears throat> how do we get these blessings from God? So I'm going to give you six little points to remember, okay? So... Point one, remember that God loves you. So if I was to ask you, do you really understand just how much God loves you? I wonder if how you respond, because I don't think many of us really understand that deep um, love 
that God has for us. Because I was thinking on this, it's like, um, yeah, how, how does he love me? You know, but his love is so deep, so passionate. It's both now and forever. He will always love us. No matter what we do, no matter what we've done, his love is so great. So great for absolutely every single one of us. In Psalm 139, 13 to 16, it says, For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. In Jeremiah 1.5 it says, God said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. So God chose us right from the beginning of time. Before time even began, he knew when you were going to be born, what you were going to do. He knew absolutely everything about you. And he has great plans for every single one of your lives. So he knew that you weren't going to look like everybody else in this place. Because he made you and he created you to be who he made you to be. He made you unique, genuine, one of a kind. He has appointed you for whatever task he set before you. And that task is for you alone, no one else. And you can't look at somebody else and think their task is great because God, that's what God has given to them. He's given you whatever is in your life. So God loves you unconditionally. You are his special child and he so wants to bless you. Just remembered, I forgot to put something down on the table. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, I will bless you with a future filled with hope, a future of success, not suffering. Romans 4, 7 to 8 says, Blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is a man whose sin the Lord will never count against him. So see, it doesn't matter what you've done. God has forgiven you. In Romans 8, 31, 32, What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? So I hope that you're getting my first point here, you know, that God really loves you. Because, um, I mean, I probably could pull out more scriptures, but, I mean, God so loves you. 
He chose you. He sent his son for you. So when you know who you are and whose you are, then everything will start to change. Everything will start to line up and you will realise that God has and is blessing you. So we need to know that God loves us, but we also need to know who we are. Now, while I was um, preparing this, just before we went away, I was typing in Google, as you always do, and um, I found this little, I suppose, little um, thing. It says, I know... I know who I am, and it has all these scripture references around the outside of it. So it says, I'm chosen. That's Ephesians 1.4. I am comforted by God, 2 Corinthians 1.4. Blessed, Ephesians 1.3. So I printed that out, and I took that, um, that away with us. At the beginning, I had it in our cabin, and I could look at it all the time, but... As time went on and when we were actually living out of a suitcase, <laughs> it sort of got, you know, covered with other stuff. So I didn't look at it as much. But, you know, you've got to have um, these things sometimes in front of you. So that's where I come to my next little point. My second point is feed your faith. <laughs> faith is like a muscle. It grows stronger the more we use it. To get faith, we need to know God's word and believe it and trust it so our faith will increase. In Hebrews 4.12 it said, For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. So we need to read the word of God so that we are ready. Or if the time comes, we are there ready and powered up to be able to use the word of God against the enemy. In Romans ten seventeen, Consequently, faith comes by hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. So it says their faith is by hearing the word of God. So, and then it will get stored into our heart and then we'll be able to come stronger. So if the situation allows, try and read your scripture reading out loud because then it will go to your heart and your heart will be built up with faith and then you become stronger. Now, if you're a parent, it's probably a good idea if you read out loud to your children as well, but then both of you benefit from it. So, and if you can, I mean, read it out loud. You never know who, who's around that might, might listen. If you're, you know, I suppose on a bus, <laughs> I mean, you could try if you're really courageous and read it out loud but you never know who who um actually needs to hear something that you're actually reading at that particular time so um next scripture 1 john 5 4 
for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even in our faith. So as a child of God, we have the power to overcome the world. When we are fully powered up with God's word within us, then watch out. More blessings will fall into our lives and to those around us. Now, I love putting scriptures up around our house. As I said, that scripture um, or this little piece of paper, I took it away with us because I always put scripture up around our house. I have it up. Whatever um, piece of scripture God tells us about at that particular time, I print it up and put it in places where we spend lots of time, toilets and... (laughs) And kitchens and other places where where it's it's in your face. But um, so what I've done, I have printed up quite a few of these. So there's quite a few scriptures on this one. But if you um, want that piece of scripture, you can come and get it after um, the service this morning. But God's word is so important and. When we've got that in our heart, we'll come to point three. It's declaring blessings. So declare means to pronounce something clearly, firmly, officially proclaim, confess, state, make known, testify, communicate, set forth, speak, voice, trumpet, shout from the rooftops. So Psalm 89.2 says, I will declare that your love stands firm forever, that you establish your faithfulness in heaven itself. In Psalm 19, verse 1, the heavens declare the glory of God, the sky proclaim the work of his hands. Romans 4, 17, the scripture said that Abraham would become the ancestor of many nations. This promise was made to Abraham because he had faith in God who raised the dead to life and speak out things that don't yet exist as if they really did. So he proclaimed um, what God had promised him out loud. So declaring is praying with God's anointing and authority. A blessing is not a blessing until it is declared We need to start speaking blessings over ourselves and others. Speak the blessing in the name of Jesus. Declare that you are blessed with God's supernatural wisdom and receive clear direction for your life. Declare today that you are blessed with creativity, courage, talent, abundance, a strong will, self-control and self-discipline. Declare you are blessed with a great family, good friends, good health, faith, favour and fulfilment. You are blessed with success, supernatural strength, promotions and divine protection. Declare that negative words are broken off in the mighty name of Jesus. Declare that everything you put your hand to will prosper and succeed. Declare what you are expecting from God, no matter how it looks right now. So whatever you were expecting to turn around, so you've got to put those words into the atmosphere. 
Declared dead situations have now risen. No death and life are in the power of the tongue. Begin to recite scripture into your, into your situation daily. And then when you've finished declaring, my point four is thanksgiving. We need to always be thankful to God for everything and in every situation. Thank God for everything that you have declared. So whatever you're believing, thank God and it will come to pass. Psalm 100 verse 4 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. So there is a password that enables us to enter into what God has for us. And that is thank you. Our words can pollute or purify. If we are constantly complaining, then we release poison into our lives. Complaining is not based on our circumstances. It is based on the attitude of our heart. If you keep the right attitude during the time of trouble, God will honour you. When you have a heart full of thanksgiving and gratitude, it leaves no room for complaining. There is always something to thank God for, no matter what you are going through. So you can say, thank you, Lord, for my salvation. Thank you, Lord, for the air that I breathe and the sunset each day. Thank you, Lord, for choosing and anointing me. Thank you for the promises in his word, for your guiding and your leading. Thank you, Lord, for my healing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for whatever is in your life, what's ever going on in your world. You need to say, thank you, Lord, and make it turn around. So we need to thank God that he rescued us for all the times that um, he has come through, we can say thank you. And we can say thank you that we are believing that it will come again. Whatever we're believing for, he, he can do it again. Then after thanking God, it's time for praise. We've got to praise him. Praise God for the victories. So that's point five. We need to praise God for the victories no matter how big or how small? Psalm 118, verse 14 to 15. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me the victory. Songs of joy and victory are sung in the camp of the godly. The strong right arm of the Lord has done glorious things. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 19. Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in, in Christ Jesus. Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Hebrews thirteen fifteen. So let us not stop never stop offering to God our praise through Jesus. So let us offer it as the fruit of our lips that says they believe in him. James 1.12 If your faith remains strong, even while surrounded by life's difficulties, you will continue to experience the untold blessing of God. True happiness comes to pass the test, 
sorry. True happiness comes as you pass the test with faith <coughs> and receive the victorious crown of life's promise to every lover of God. So we've got to praise God for the victories, like I said before, no matter how big or how small. God has commanded the victories to be yours and then God, when God commands something, it is going to happen. So when God commanded that there be light, <laughs> there was light. God has commanded that we all, every single one of us, live in victory. So that means no matter what you're going through, no matter how dark it looks, you can be encouraged that the darkness has no power in the light. Defeat must give way to victory. We have the power to open the doors of victory. We must continually praise the name of the Lord. We need to keep speaking the word of victory. Start worshipping when worry comes in. Start praising and thanking God, expecting things to change in our favour. God will come through in those praise and worship times for God has commanded the blessings. And then the last thing to do, we need to take a deep breath, relax, and my sixth point is rest and wait. We all need to rest and wait on God. Sometimes we talk so much that we don't really hear from God, but there are times when we just need to sit, rest and wait. Psalm 27, 14 says, Wait and hope. Sorry, wait and hope for and expect the Lord. Be brave and of good courage and let your heart be stout and enduring. Yes, wait for and hope for and expect the Lord. Lamentations 3, 25 to 26. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Habakkuk 2, verse 3. This is the NLT version. This vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently, for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. And the CEV version. At the time I have decided... My words will come true. You can, can trust that I, what I say about the future. It may take a long time, but keep on waiting. It will happen. So I believe that what that scripture means is that the moment we accept to follow Jesus, surrender and let go, God promised to bless you. And as you go on with God, of course, he brings out more promises and more blessings. But some of them won't happen immediately. But they will happen if we just rest and just wait. 
and believe. In Genesis 22:17 to 19, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendant will take possession of cities of their enemies and though your, and through your offspring all the nations on the earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Because of Abraham's willingness to sacrifice his son Isaac, we are all blessed. Because if he had failed that, I'm sure I don't know how the um, life would happen now. But that was the first like human sacrifice. But then God brought the lamb to be sacrificed, which was a future prophecy because Jesus is the lamb of God. So who knows what might happen if Abraham wasn't to wasn't willing to sacrifice his son, his one and only son. So we need to just rest and wait because it will help us hear God's voice, his soft, sweet voice. So I hope that message has encouraged you as much as as it did encourage me when I was... um, writing it out. But remember that God loves you. Feed your faith. Declare blessings. Thanksgiving. Praise God for the victories. And rest and wait. So happiness and blessings are the result of radical, outrageous relationship with God. If we want to walk in victory, we must put some time into our relationship with the Lord. There is much to discover about his plans for us. Our relationship won't last if we are not obeying God and seeking him with our whole heart. God wants us to really talk to him and pay attention to his answer. We need to spend enough time with him each morning to be able to walk in the victory all day long. So... Let's just pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that we are so blessed because we are your chosen children. You chose us long before time began because of your great love for us. And I thank you, Lord, that when we said yes to Jesus, We were filled and flooded with your forgiveness, your favour. You anointed us and you blessed us with your great love. We thank you that you have promised to bless everything we are, everything we do, and through your Holy Spirit, multiples of blessings are coming our way. And I thank you, Lord, that as we go out this week, that we will just know that you are with us, You are for us. You're never against us. And we thank you, Lord, for for just being able to sit in your presence. We ask for, even though our lives may be busy, we thank you, Lord God, that we'll all, all be able to spend time in your presence this week and just be able to hear your sweet, soft voice speak to us and give us 
maybe comfort, an encouragement, or a guidance. We thank you, Lord, that we just trust in you. We thank you, Lord, for your great love for us and those around us. And we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for the blessings that are to come. In your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you.